This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. First off, I just want to thank everyone for being here. Uh, I know we're all in a routine of being here on Sunday morning and Wednesday night, probably, but I don't want to take for granted the amount of people that are here to hear what I've prepared. So the topic that I've prepared to speak to you guys about tonight is trusting God. The text I've selected for this sermon, the main text, is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. So we're going to look at the main text first, and then I'm going to show you guys the inspiration I had for this study. So this passage reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lead not on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. So we're going to come back to this passage right around the end of the study, but I want to look at this first line, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Uh, This is something we all would probably like to think we live by. As Christians, this is kind of uh, a requirement for the lifestyle we want to live as followers of Christ. So just to uh, make sure we all have an understanding of what this means, we're going to look at the Webster definition for the word trust. The definition of the word trust is basic dependence on someone or something and belief that something will happen or someone will act in a prescribed way. So for us, this means we would be trusting in God by putting our basic dependence on him and we'd be believing that he will act in a certain way uh, when we put our trust in him. So uh, a few of you may know in the past year or so, me and Stephen have been rock climbing at an indoor gym in Fort Smith. And in this picture, you'll see this person is standing on two footholds, is what they're called. Uh, and I'd like to say I, this was some revelation I had while I was rock climbing. Uh, I came across this idea while I was looking for a sermon topic, but it really is a great uh, metaphor for the difficulties of trusting God. As a beginner rock climber, you see these little pebbles on the wall this guy is standing on. They may not seem very supportive, you know? It can be hard to put your trust in them. And this can, this is kind of uh, similar in a way to the difficulty of trusting God for us sometimes, which is that we can't see him. Even though we know God is an all-powerful God, Uh, We know we should be able to place our full trust in him. It can be difficult sometimes. And in the same way, when you're climbing on these footholds, because they're so small, sometimes, as a beginner, you fail to put your trust in them. And experienced climbers will tell you, you're going to have to just place your weight on these things and just stand on them. You're never going to be able to move on. We're never going to be able to build a true relationship with God if we can't trust him first. This is, just like this is one of the baby steps to becoming a rock climber, it's one of the essentials for Christianity is trusting in God. Now, what you'd say we do in rock climbing with these holds is we underestimate them uh, because there is a scientific basis for why they're so supportive. Uh, That is that our center of gravity 
if our hips are close to the wall. Our center of gravity is directly above those holds, so it's just like standing on the floor, even though your toes are just on these little rocks. So, why do we underestimate God? Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? God acknowledges, or God says right here, there's nothing he can't do. There's no reason not to trust in him. You know, we put our trust in doctors to heal us, our cars to get us to destinations safely every day, uh, the roofs over our heads, the floor we're standing on, yet this creator who is so merciful to us, who can do anything, we struggle to put our trust in him sometimes, if not a lot of the time. Um, a biblical example of someone who we, we want to have the same level of trust as them, we all know them because they have kind of funny names and we've heard the story a lot, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, we're not going to read the whole story, but Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, just some context to this passage. This is directly after King Nebuchadnezzar has told them that if they don't bow down to the idol he's created, he will throw them into a fiery furnace. And the response these three guys have are written in this passage. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this manner. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So you see, these guys have zero doubt in God. They have full trust that even if they are thrown into this fiery furnace, everything's going to be okay. And as we know later in the story, they are cast into the furnace, and they're okay. They're delivered. Now, it's a lot less likely in our modern times, and especially in our nation, that we'll be thrown into a furnace for our beliefs. But we can still take so much inspiration from this just by analyzing the pain these guys were facing. I mean, it's really hot here in the summer. I personally complain about the heat a lot. So we all, I mean, the heat is just a struggle out here. It's pretty hot outside. Yet, that's not a fiery furnace. There's nothing burning outside. Maybe, we, maybe it feels like it sometimes. But this level of pain these guys are facing, I mean, later in the, the story, before they're thrown into the fire, Nebuchadnezzar tells his servants to heat the furnace to seven times its normal heat before they're thrown in. I mean, you can just imagine the searing pain that would have. Um, we've all had experience with heat. We've probably all tried to cook at some point to some degree. Um, and we know fire is pretty hot. It burns. Maybe not specifically the fire, but a hot surface. Maybe you've touched a hot pan and burned yourself. You can just imagine what these guys are facing, and they just had absolutely no doubt in God. And the reason why is because when you have full trust in God, he provides you a sense of security. 
Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Sometimes we're in situations that make us uncomfortable. We feel surrounded by something unsafe, especially if you have kids. You've probably been in a situation, maybe you're in a bad area uh, where there's lots of crime or something, or maybe someone around you has committed an act of violence, and you fear for the safety of yourself or those around you, your loved ones. But we forget that no matter what's around us, we have an all-powerful being surrounding us on every side because God is everywhere. And he upholds us. He says, fear not. He is with us. We have nothing to fear. So why is it that we have such a hard time remembering this and keeping this on the front of our minds? The main cause of doubt, uh, the main issue with having a constant trust in God It's the issue of believing without seeing. And God even acknowledges that we would have this issue. John chapter 20, verses 28 and 29 says, And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So, the one struggle we, we have, I mean, I'm sure there's other reasons people may have that they don't trust in God, but the main one I struggle with is I don't constantly see God around me. I forget that he's there. But God acknowledges that this issue exists. He says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So, if God has no reason, I'm sorry, if God acknowledges the one reason we wouldn't trust in him, we have no reason not to. And one of the main ways we build trust with each other uh, is through acts of kindness, acts of friendship, uh, building a bond. When we first moved here, Uh, I don't exactly remember how much I trusted everybody, but I'm sure it was less than now because I've grown to know you guys. I mean, I've done things with you guys so much. Uh, So many people have done great things for me here that I've grown a sense of trust with this congregation. What greater act of love and of building trust is there than sending a perfect sacrifice to die for your sins? Nobody has ever done something more worthy of our trust than God because he sent Jesus to die for us. So returning to this passage, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, the last two lines, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. If we can just realize that God is there and learn to trust him, he will direct our paths, he will guide us. So this is all I've prepared tonight, but if, you're, if you haven't accepted the sacrifice of Jesus and if you'd like to be baptized for the remission of your sins or uh, if you would like to request the prayers of the church or have any other need of the congregation, we ask you to come forward as we stand and sing. 
We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.